Hello, this is Patrick Ball. How are you on this fine day? Welcome to On The Fly, a podcast about whatever comes to mind, really. In this episode, RCA Studio B, Nashville. You've never been to Nashville. What sights would you want to see? Is it the Broadway honky-tonk scene where live bands blast their music nonstop from 9.30 a.m. until 3 a.m. every day? Maybe it's the Grand Old Opry. Or how about the Ernest Tubb Record Shop, serving downtown Nashville since 1947, hosting the Ernest Tubb Midnight Jamboree, the second longest-running radio show in history, broadcast on WSM 650 with a live audience every Saturday at 10 p.m. For me, it was historic RCA Studio B, once called Chet's Place. Built in 1957, RCA Studio B became known as the birthplace of the Nashville Sound a melodic style characterized by background vocals and strings that helped establish Nashville as an international recording center from 1957 through 1977, Music City, USA. On December 3, 1957, country singer Don Gibson stood before a microphone in a newly built Nashville studio at 17th Avenue South and Hawkins Street, leased to RCA Records by local businessman Don Maddox. Poised to record his original song, Oh Lonesome Me, Gibson was backed by drummer Troy Hatcher, vocal quartet The Jordanaires, bassist Joe Zinken, rhythm guitarist Velma Smith, and guitar ace Chet Atkins, who played electric lead and produced the session. Atkins later explained, I just wanted to make Oh Lonesome Me kind of like Don's demo. We did something a little different. We mic'd the bass drum. Up until that time, people just recorded the drums with one microphone. On cue, Velma Smith kicked off the performance by playing a special beat, as Atkins had advised, with syncopated bass lines quickly building the excitement. Atkins spiced up the recording with strategic chunks, then sailed into a spirited, rock-tinged lead. The Jordanaires harmonized background chords and punctuated the arrangement with clip fills. Body up, up, up. It was so fresh and so exciting, Atkins reflected in 1989, we hit the bullseye at that time. It was just the kind of recording that satisfied country fans while reaching beyond the genre's core audience. As Oh Lonesome Me proved, Atkins' country pop approach worked well. In February of 1958, the record began its 34-week chart run to number 7, where it remained for a whopping 8 weeks on Billboard magazine's country pop charts. Recorded during the same session, and issued as the flip side of Oh Lonesome Me, Gibson's 
I Can't Stop Loving You, another original, also became a number seven country hit. His double-sided smash confirmed Gibson's status as a star, while boosting producer Atkins' confidence. This propelled the new studio to instant national visibility. The studio's opening marked a milestone in Nashville's development as a music center. Based in New York, RCA already maintained studios there, in Chicago, Hollywood, and in Camden, New Jersey. Studio B strengthened the label's commitment to Nashville's emerging music industry. Nashville's Bradley family had previously established a studio in 1955 at 804 16th Avenue South. The new RCA recording room became the second major enterprise in the neighborhood, later to be called Music Row. Over the next 20 years, RCA Studio B hosted over 18,000 recording sessions. Both RCA Studio and Bradley's operation became workshops for hits that embodied the country pop Nashville sound. This new style increased country record sales and fueled the dramatic expansion of full-time country radio stations from 81 in 1961 to more than 600 in 1972. Both studios earned international fame for producing musically diverse hits that became firmly grounded in American pop culture. In doing so, the studios helped to secure Nashville's international reputation as Music City, USA. Today, historic RCA Studio B, once the recording home of famous artists such as Elvis Presley, Chet Atkins, Eddie Arnold, Dolly Parton, Charlie Pride, Willie Nelson, and the Everly Brothers is a classroom for Nashville area students and a popular tourist attraction. In 2002, the Mike Kerb Family Foundation purchased the studio and leased it to the nonprofit Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum. You can purchase your tickets at the museum's box office for the tour of Studio B. The studio's exterior was completely renovated, and the interior returned to its 1970s era as an analog temple of sound. So won't you be my virtual neighbor? If you enjoy our weekly visits, please share them with a friend. I'm Patrick Ball. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.